I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 95. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today we have another special guest. Gario Harrison has been a partner of Curious, a company that helps business leaders reach their ideal audiences with a message that is unique, relevant, honest, and results in sales conversations. He's now spent over a decade collaborating with business owners and clients to connect the dots between marketing resources, sales activities, cash flow, advertising trends, and revenue goals. He's also dedicated to community development and supporting the next generation of business leaders. Gario, thank you and welcome to Sales Team Rescue. Awesome. Glad to be here, Jeremy. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, no, I'm super excited because uh, your, your team reached out to me and said, look, you got to talk to this guy. He is the man. He is like, rocking the impact that he's creating in this sales and business space. And now that I've had a little bit of time to, to get to know you, um, I understand what that actually means. And I don't want to like give away all the good stuff up front, but I think the thing that really stands out to me is how you do what you do. But before we get there, I want to give you a chance to tell the audience a little bit more about you and how you got to be where you're at today. Awesome. Um, well, you know, as with any good, um, you know, sales, sales story, um, it, it wasn't intentional, right? I started out as, as a marketer, um, and, you know, it, it, it just so happened that the, the organization that I was at, I was responsible for marketing qualified leads as well as sales qualified leads. So needing to figure out how do we convert the people that we're bringing through the funnel from a sales, from a marketing perspective and convert them into a, you know, into sales conversations in a predictable way became kind of, you know, my 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 white whale right so i ended up um you know putting some processes and systems around it to make it repeatable and um the rest is history this is what we do today i love it i love it so i want to dive in to i'm going to call it the secret sauce because this is the part that stands out to me and we had a little conversation before we went live um, and you talked about how and i think the audience knows this there's tends to be a gap between sales and marketing and marketing mm -hmm. feels like they need to go on this big, huge adventure, you know, jump mm -hmm. on, go, you know, go, go full on Jumanji on the, on the, uh, you know, the adventure <laughs> they need to have to come. And I'm not hating on marketers. I have a marketing degree. Like I, I live in that space too, but the marketing processes can sometimes be so extensive in order to gather the information that the team needs, or at least they feel they need to make mm -hmm. the best decisions. But often what we find is that the sales team who's frontline doesn't share the same perspective or they're getting different information from what the big safari, you know, that they went on. Right, like, right. So, so, so tell us a little bit about, about how you work and, um, and, and what makes you different? Yeah. Um, you are, you're spot on. That is the, that is the age old challenge, right? Sales, you know, is real time on the ground, talking to customers, 
uh, quarter to quarter, quarter to quota, right? And marketing is thinking long-term vision, you know, how do we get the company to, you know, um, the North Star, right? Both are necessary, but, you know, just, just the reality of, of how each, each, each department functions, one's short-term and one is long-term, right? Um, and as a result, the two sometimes tend to talk past each other. Now, the, the way that we approach it um, is instead of, of <laughs> I, love, I love the analogy of going on a safari, right? Because, you know, re really good marketers are, are great researchers, right? So you're going out, you're talking to customers, you're understanding the marketplace, you're, you're, you're spending time deep in, in data and insights, trying to come up with a nugget that separates the, the, the company um, from the competition, as well as, you know, come up with a story that's going to resonate with the, the ideal audience, right? right. Um, just in saying that, it just sounds, A, expensive, B, sounds like it takes a long time. Um, and see, you may come back with information that is exciting, but may not be relevant in the short term, right? So um, the way that we go about doing it is instead of going off in a silo and trying to figure this stuff out on, on its own, um, as marketers, we actually partner up really closely with the sales team who are on the front lines, who are talking to customers, who are you know hearing the challenges that, that customers are having or prospects are having, hearing the no's, which is just as important, um, hearing their decision criteria, a lot of those things. And taking it, understanding how sales is interpreting it, and turn taking that and converting it into market insights that we can then build marketing campaigns and strategies around. That that makes so much sense. <laughs> and it, and it, yeah. it sounds it sounds I don't want to say cheaper, but I guess that's the right word in this context. It's more cost effective. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I mean, I'm at the marketing degree, but I'm a sales guy through and through. And so I feel like although the level of information that the frontline sales team is getting might not have as much in-depth data and true um, points around trends, the conversations that they have and the feedback that they get from individual people tend to be a lot more applicable when it comes to designing that marketing message and that sales process. Is that fair to say? That is, that is, that is 100% fair to say. Awesome. Okay. And really, really good marketers understand that and they view it as making their job easier right mm -hmm. so instead of instead of going no but sales i need you to to, to to give me all this extra data and information to crm because i want to have it just in case right <laughs> um you end up going and saying i want to hear from sales what's going on what are you hearing how can i make your life easier mm -hmm. um because we're on the same team working towards the same goals. Um, and then I'm going to take it as a marketer and do what I do best over here without requiring any extra work on the sales team because you're off doing what you do best, right? So it's kind of like um, uh, the, 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 the analogy that I like to use is the Avengers, right? Everyone has their superpower. Everyone has their skill set. Everyone has, you know, bring something unique to the table. 
but they also have respect for the other person's superpowers, right? And together, they're able to 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 you know create create impact together. Right. Now that that I think it's a great analogy, um, and maybe you found the true solution, like the bridge in that age-old civil war between sales and marketing within a single organization. Um, because it, 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 in my experience, and I mean, it doesn't happen like this all the time, but normally, especially in corporate audiences, everybody is so protective of what they do. Mm-hmm. Marketing is blaming sales for not converting great leads and sales is blaming marketing for not bringing good leads. And, yeah. and so there's no way to have that argument if everybody's collaborating on the process. Correct. And, you know, it, it comes down to the, the leadership teams being fully engaged and being clear on what the, on what the, the outcome is that the organization, where the direction where the organization's headed and putting metrics around it that are both, both sales and marketing are held accountable to Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the easiest one, the one that has to be on the table is revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saving money or um, bringing in new net new revenue right. through the door. Mm-hmm. Once sales and marketing are both on the same page there, um, you know, everyone, again, the, the ship is rolling in the same direction. And I'll give you I'll give you a tangible example. So um, back back in the back in the day. Um, I went head to head with WeWork, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, in the co-working just, space, just, just a tiny little company that no one's ever heard. Tiny of little company. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they had they had a blank check. It, it felt like a blank check, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were um, the company that I was working for at the time. It was you know, kind of the largest co-working space in the in the Midwest, um, the Midwest area. And then WeWork came into town. Now, two things happened we started losing members like crazy because WeWork is the the shiny new object you know they're they're, they're brand new their branding was like awesome game recognized game their marketing team was was firing on all cylinders now granted blank check still their their strategy was good right and i was over here going okay we still have these revenue goals to hit. So the majority of my time as, as marketing and marketing operations and being responsible for, for, for um, those, those sales qualified leads, I spend a lot of time working with our CFO, right? To really understand what are the numbers? What are we trying to accomplish here? And it turned out, and this is, this is kind of an, a, a lesson for, for marketers, what, what ended up happening was we found a little known revenue stream that wasn't being attacked by WeWork, right? And that was non-member meetings. So WeWork and all of the co-working spaces, you know, kind of in the Twin Cities area, you had to be a member in order to book a book a conference room. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that requirement, right? So if you're a corporation, you could have come in and, you know, book a meeting for a day. It would be a non-member rate, but you could do it, mm-hmm. right? And you know, looking at looking at our, our our CRM data and our revenue, we realized that a we weren't marketing towards that that revenue stream, right? And b it just kept coming in. And the second someone books, that cash hits the bottom line, right? 
So, so from a from a revenue standpoint, not talking about marketing, not talking about sales now. This was a goal. Like, if we're gonna survive this onslaught, we have to have a way of cash flowing our survival, right? Mm, yep. And we decided that that was what we were gonna do. Now, couple that with the fact that we're bleeding members, therefore we're also bleeding revenue, mm-hmm. right? So we had to come up with a clever way of doing it from a marketing perspective, cost efficiently. What did we do? We looked at our pipeline. We realized that it was um, uh, admins at Fortune 500 companies that were booking these meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit more market research, and again, because sales are the ones closing this. What are they saying? Why are they like? Why are they coming? Why them versus the meeting coordinator at the organization? Like all this intel, we were getting in real time, right? Nice. And we just realized that. You know, if we want to make these these admins successful in their role and what they wanted to do, they a lot of them were entrepreneurial. We were in an entrepreneurial environment. Let's just invite them into the space so they could see what it was. So when we had events, we would invite them and we would continue to build that rapport. Um, and that just that that saved us, right? Because we were able to 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 target that revenue stream and increase it. So now you know to backtrack the takeaways from that one sales and marketing worked really closely together on this. Right. And the insight around these people, you know, the admins, they weren't looking for, for, for meeting space or not meeting space, co-working space. Right. They weren't looking for, um, you know, um, part-time membership. They weren't looking at any of these other companies because it w- wasn't an option for them. And we were able to convert that into actual cash flow to stay afloat. So if you're a business owner um, or a leadership team, that's the kind of collaboration and conversation that your sales and marketing function should be having um, as you move the business forward. Got it. Well, that's a great story. And and it's interesting because I feel like the result is almost like you're giving them a paid free, like a paid test drive, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're getting their eyes on the space. So if, if it's a point they do want to come into that space. They've at least had that sample. Marketing. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Right. So so I want to hit you with a question here. Um, so for anyone that's listening that's a smaller business, uh, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have their sales and marketing in completely different departments. Maybe it's a small team or maybe one person that's responsible for both. Do you have any advice mm-hmm. for someone trying to translate what they're experiencing on the front line, the front line sales conversations and how to like translate that into a marketing message? Like any like little tips? Oh, absolutely. Um, the easiest way to, 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 to think about it, and this is kind of how we, we do it, is we, we, we use this framework where it's called the hero and the guide, right? Mm-hmm. So your customer is always going to be the hero of their own story. Mm-hmm. So as, as a salesperson or, you know, that dual hat role that you're mentioning, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not, you, you're, you're helping them solve a problem as a part of their story. Right. So again, using the example of the, of the admins, you know, for them, it wasn't meeting space, right. It was, they have, it's one more thing they have to do in their day-to-day job. Um, so how do we make them look like a rock star? Because that's, that's what they ultimately want, right? So 
really dialing in and understanding what does a day in the life of your customer look like? And you can do this by just, by just talking to your best customer, right? Like, you know, what does a day in the life look like? Like, when does the problem that we solve show up? Um, how do we make your life easier? And the answer will always surprise you because it's never what you think it is, right? Okay. So that's the first thing is really understanding the 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 person that you're you're trying to sell to and think of them as a hero on their own story, right? On their own story. Um, because your 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 product or service is helping them either survive or thrive, right? Mm-hmm. And then this this the second piece of that puzzle is really thinking about your product not as a feature set, which is what a lot of, you know, um, we automatically kind of default into kind of, you know, feature selling mode, right? Yeah. You get to step, step back and, and, and ask the question, okay, if we know this, the, journey, the hero's journey that our customer is on, how does our product help them help them get there, right? And how are we able, you know, based on our services, help them accomplish that and that when you look at it through that lens it allows you to elevate the features that are relevant um it helps you really dial in you know the the value that you bring in relation to the outcome that they're trying to 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 get um and you position yourself as a trusted advisor and a guide because you're you're basically coming alongside them on their own journey Right. So you, you, it, it helps you get out of this cycle of um, check-ins and follow-ups, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not, you're not checking in to sell them something. You're checking in to help them on that journey. And mm-hmm. it completely changes the way that you interact with them um, uh, from, from a sales perspective. I love it. I love it. The, the hero and the guide. I think that's a, that's a great, great scenario, great example. Um, so, what size company do you work with or who's your ideal client so that the audience knows um, if they're the right fit to work with you? Uh, great question. So we actually have um, two, two, two types of, of, of clients. Um, the, the, the first is um, founders or small business owners who are really want to understand what's happening with their marketing, right? Like they really want to know, okay, I don't know much about SEO. I don't know about the social media thing. I just need a trusted partner that's going to help me a understand what's going on and B is looking out for my best interest. Right. So, you know, figuring out what's the best combination for their business. Um, that's one, that's one client that we work with. The second set is companies that have sales teams, established sales teams or starting, you know, a, a dedicated sales function. And where we come in in that scenario is, you know, there's usually a junior marketing person that's trying to do all the things in support of sales. And we're able to come in and really understand what sales is up against, where, where, where in the sales process do they need marketing support and get that stuff done for them really quickly. So it's either the, the founders who want to be a little bit more hands-on and understand what's going on. Um, or it's it's sales-led organizations that really need to, to to make sure that their marketing investment is being informed by their sales. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Um, and you've got some free, free gifts for the audience that I want to mention before we go into what might be my favorite part of the show. So before we do that, um, Tell us a little bit about the resources. I'm going to, I'm going to share the link in the show notes. Um, but the link is discovercurious.com forward slash consulting. So Gary, yep. tell, tell us, tell us what the audience is going to find there. Yeah. So, you know, typically we, we hear, we hear a lot from our clients and our, and our, you know, prospects that we, that we talk with some of the questions that they have around, you know, whether it be social media, whether it be how to use LinkedIn, whether it be, you know, how should they be thinking about their marketing? So we just continually take, if we hear something often enough, we put together a, a little resource around it and we put it on here for, for folks as well. So that's that, if you keep coming back to this, to this, to that page, um, it'll just be a collection of resources you can use to start thinking about this new way of, 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 of marketing. Got it. Got it. No, and I'm looking at the page right now and you've got, uh, four or five different options. You've got uh, a bunch of them are free and there's one that's, um, fantastic value for, for the price on there. So, um, guys take advantage of the resources that are on there. Uh, once again, that link is discovercurious.com forward slash consulting. Now I want to jump into I th- what I think is, is the, the best part of the show. Um, we call it the lightning round. All right. All right. So I'm going to hit you with some questions that you were not prepared for. Sorry, in advance. Um, <laughs> the first one, we'll, we'll start off easy. So we all know that coffee is for closers. What is your favorite yep. kind of coffee or comparable drink? Um, it would be a uh, cold press. Ah, love it. Okay. Yep. What's one book or movie that you would recommend to sales leaders? Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I think a book that I would would recommend is um, Story Brand. Mm-hmm. Story Brand by Dollar Miller. Yep. Um, that it does two things. One, it helps sales leaders a just dial in their 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 sales message. Right. It's not anytime you can you can infuse storytelling into into a sales conversation, the better. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it gives your gives you shared language that you can bring back to the ranch when you're dealing with or interacting with with marketing folks. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a great tool for getting people um, in different functions on the same page. Got it. No, that's absolutely a great book. Next question: Who's somebody that's been a mentor in your life? Oh man, um, I would have to say um, my parents, my mom and my dad. They've got, you know, I, my mom has been an entrepreneur ever since I can remember. She runs a prep school, started a prep school, and grew it. Um, still active today, um, impacting a lot of lives. Um, and she did that from the ground up, right? Um, and my dad, um, you know, just how to how to lead with integrity um that's something that he, he taught me he was, a, he was a police officer um and it's how to how to manage uncertainty a lot of that um i got i got from him so the two of them together um you know i can say without a doubt has made me the entrepreneur that i am today i love it i love it 
Final question of the lightning round, and maybe the most interesting. What is the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Ooh, the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to give it to my morning routine. Um, wake up, pound a cold press, glass of water, hit the Peloton. Nice. Wow, I'm happy to say that our morning sounds similar right now, though. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a cold press. I, I go straight up full Yeti with a coffee and the bottle of water next to it, right next to... Uh, Right next to the exercise bike, but yeah, right on. that's awesome. Awesome. Excellent. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you. And, uh, and one, I want to give a plug to that, uh, that link one last time for those, the, the resources discovercurious.com forward slash consulting. And Gary, how can people connect with you? Obviously they can get some free resources there. Um, but you mentioned that you love when people connect with you on LinkedIn. Absolutely. LinkedIn is, um, you know, one of the best, one of the best places to a both connect message, you know, um, ask questions, anything like that. Um, but I also, I also share a lot about some of these ideas that we, we, we talked about as well. So, um, yeah, always there to be a resource for, for, for anyone that is interested in this topic. I love it. I love it. Well, Gary, thank you so much for being here. Um, and for those of you that are watching live, watching the recording, or even listening on the podcast, thank you for being part of our audience. I appreciate you. I know Gary appreciates you being here as well. Um, this was episode number 95 of Sales Team Rescue. If you want to catch the recording of this episode or previous episodes or get a link directly to the podcast, go to salesteamrescue.com. And if you want to check out our resources or book a call directly with yours truly to see if you're ready to grow your sales team that as well can be found at salesteamrescue.com guys it was a pleasure we will see you next wednesday 2 p.m eastern right here on headspace tv remember get uncomfortable get results cheers awesome thanks for joining me let's keep the conversation going you can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 